welcome to Authentic Imperfection, the podcast hosted by me, Steph Ellen. This is a space to discuss all things mindset, wellness, self-love and exploring your spirituality. I'm a recovering perfectionist and I'm obsessed with helping you step into your authenticity and start taking messy action towards the life that you know you desire and deserve. Join me each week for solo episodes and deep dive conversations. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. This week's episode is going to be equal parts pep talk, equal parts educational piece, and then a little bit of story time thrown in, I think. It's a topic that is pretty crucial, really, to have both an understanding of and also to understand how it affects you as an individual, because I'm going to talk about the comfort zone, what it is, why we should leave it, why we should stay in it. And in particular, with reference to developing a growth mindset. And so this episode is for you if you do feel like you're a little bit stuck. Or perhaps you keep going out of your comfort zone, which is amazing, but you're just pushing it that little bit too far and you're struggling to come back to center. Or maybe you're being a little bit of a victim. Maybe you keep saying that things aren't working out for you. You're getting jealous of other people's success. You're struggling to celebrate other people's success. And you say things like, oh, well, that's just the way I am. You know, I can't do that. I don't have that talent. You're limiting yourself with your own language. And so to start off with, I'm just going to talk about, you know, what the comfort zone is in the most basic terms, because we've all heard that term. The comfort zone, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. The comfort zone is a anxiety neutral place. It's a place where you feel comfortable, confident, and that's not a bad thing. We are wired for safety. To Our brains will encourage us to go you know, towards safety. And we do need to spend some time in this place of safety. We need to regulate ourselves and bring ourselves back to that center because we cannot function, well, we cannot function optimally if we are constantly in a state of hyper arousal or hypo arousal where we're numbing out, we're feeling shut down, we're not really feeling anything. And that hyper arousal is that anxiety, that panic, that fight or flight, that sympathetic nervous system response. And so moving out of the comfort zone, it's obviously not going to be easy. Sorry to just state the obvious, but it's not going to be easy. That is the whole point. If it feels easy, then you're not actually moving out of your comfort zone. And the reason we do want to extend this comfort zone or practice just pushing the edges is because we are such creatures of habit. And we become what we do repeatedly. About 80 to 90% of our thoughts are the same as they were yesterday. And our thoughts create our behaviors, which create our reality. So if we're constantly doing the same thing, 
which is what we will do naturally if we don't actually seek to override this response, then we will keep living the same day again and again. It will be Groundhog Day. And yes, there can be some comfort in that certainty. But one of the ways to really live a fulfilled life is to balance that certainty with uncertainty. Otherwise, you become so stagnant. You're not growing. And also, if you don't practice putting yourself out of the comfort zone in a controlled manner, then life will put you out of your comfort zone because life is unpredictable. So you need to start to build that resilience. You need to grow on your own terms. So you are actually prepared to deal with the things that life will throw at you. And if you're, you know, in the Tony Robbins sort of gang, and I think he says something like, if you're not growing, you're dying, which, you know, a little bit aggressive, but you know, we get what he's saying. Definitely applicable. And when you're in your comfort zone, you know, your basic needs are being met, but you don't have that capacity for growth. So in positive psychology, they talk about the comfort zone, then it goes into the fear zone. And you have to get through that fear zone where things feel uncomfortable. Your brain's probably telling you, no, don't do this. And then you go into the learning zone and then the growth zone. So it is natural to actually feel this fear. And one of the ways that I have liked, I have chosen to reframe this in my life, and many people do this too, is to really have that understanding that the way that fear feels in your body, that anxiety, is actually quite similar in a physiological sense to excitement. You know, your heart's beating faster, your pupils might dilate, you might even get a little bit sweaty. Yes, that's, you know, you might hear that and think, oh, that sounds like you're gaslighting yourself, trying to convince yourself you're excited rather than fearful. But actually, the thing is, is when we are motivated to want something, what we're actually motivated towards is how we think we're going to feel when we get that thing. We're motivated by feelings. We might be motivated to go towards pleasure or away from pain because we're worried about a feeling. So getting comfortable feeling your feelings and also reframing them from a physiological standpoint, like being comfortable in your body when you are feeling these emotions can really help to just bring yourself back to center using those tools that you have to regulate your nervous system. Now that might be breathing. Breath work is my like number one go-to. And I wasn't going to share this, but I will just share something that I use literally on a daily basis, which I think I've spoken about on the podcast before. And that is the concept of cyclical sighing or the physiological sigh. So that was cyclical sighing. And this has been popularized by uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman as well, because he's like a real advocate for this. And there are studies that have shown that taking an inhalation, an extra sip of breath in at the top, a pause, and then a slow controlled exhalation. So it's a bit like a sigh. And it's by lengthening out that exhalation that you will start to slow your heart rate and regulate your nervous system, down-regulate your nervous system. So anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent, but that's just one thing you can do when you are trying to calm yourself down when you're moving into these different situations. And one of the other concepts that I want to talk about, which I think has given me so much confidence in going outside of my comfort zone, is really this concept of the fact that we are actually resilient as hell. 
Like people are so resilient. And not only that, there is a concept as well called anti-fragility. So resilience means that you bounce back. Something that's resilient can withstand something or it's think of it like an elastic band. You pull it out to a different shape and then it comes back down. It's elastic. It will revert back to its original shape. That is resilience. And now there has, I think he was a a statistician, or that's a a statistician. I can't even speak. Someone who deals with statistics. (laughs) Maybe this girl should not have a podcast. (laughs) Anyway, his name is Nassim Taleb. And again, probably pronounced it wrong, but we're on a roll here out of my comfort zone for sure, looking stupid on a podcast. But he came up with this concept called anti-fragility. So not only are human beings resilient, but they are anti-fragile, which means they come back stronger. You can be challenged and stretched. And instead of just bouncing back to the original shape, you will actually come back stronger. And obviously this is all to a point. There are times where you will be stretched too far, just like that elastic band. But focusing on building that anti-fragility, on stretching just a little bit, just so you can bounce back with a bit more strength, that is key. And if you're not familiar with neuroplasticity, that is this incredible, incredible finding that our brains are so adaptable. It used to be think that after the age of 25, the brain was fixed to a certain point. And certainly it can be if you stay in your comfort zone. But if you are continually challenging yourself, finding ways to increase your zone of tolerance or your comfort zone, then you are so capable of actually changing your brain, which is amazing. And because human beings, we need this balance between growth and safety. We can't stay outside of the comfort zone our entire lives. That will likely cause increase in stress hormones, in cortisol. And if you get to that point, like I said, there will be this point where you can't bounce back. But finding ways to challenge yourself frequently, little and often, in different ways, that is how you grow. Some people are much more capable of this than others, or at least they think they are. And that's where the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset comes in. So Dr. Uh, Carol Dweck, she's the one who coined this, this language to describe these different mindsets. So someone with a growth mindset believes that they can change, that their basic qualities can be cultivated through effort. And someone with a fixed mindset thinks that they are born with a certain level of talent, a certain level of skills, and it's very difficult, if not impossible, to actually approve upon those. And I'd like you to think about hearing those brief definitions, which one you think you fit into. So an example of someone with a fixed mindset would be someone who says, oh, well, they've either got it or they don't. Someone who doesn't believe that they can change. They say, that's just the way that I am. Maybe that is you. (laughs) And the problem with having a fixed mindset is if you come across a novel challenge, a new challenge, and you don't think that you have the skills to overcome it, you probably won't even attempt it. Or you'll give up very soon. You'll become a victim. 
you'll start complaining. You also get very jealous of other people's successes and struggle to celebrate them because you see them as competition. You start saying things like, oh, well, she's so lucky. You know, she's, she can do this. I can't do that. There's actually a really interesting quote that always stays with me, and I'm probably going to paraphrase a little bit, but it's also by Carol Dweck. It was in her um, in her book um, called Mindset, which I will um, link in the show notes. And it is basically saying that we like to think of our champions and idols as superheroes who are born different from us. And we don't like to think of them as relatively ordinary people who made themselves extraordinary. Someone with a growth mindset sees someone else with success and they celebrate them because they see that as an opportunity. They see that, oh, well, if they can do it, then so can I. It's not a competition of either or. It's not a pie in the sky situation where there's only a certain amount to go around. If you have a growth mindset, you are constantly looking for new ways to grow. Funny that. You're constantly challenging yourself. You're building that resilience. And when you have a growth mindset, your past does not define your future. You know that you can change path and you can learn new things. And it also keeps you humble in a way because you know there's always more to learn. It's definitely a hell of a lot easier to leave the comfort zone if you have a growth mindset, because you can tell yourself that you can do hard things. And people with a growth mindset aren't afraid to make mistakes because they know that is the fastest way to learn and grow. They don't see failure as the end point. They see it as a redirection. And they know that there's multiple ways of solving the same problem. And they're constantly looking for new ideas. And so how can you develop a growth mindset if you do have a bit of a fixed mindset? Well, <laughs> obviously the first thing is going to be trying to expand your com- comfort zone. The more you can show yourself that you can do hard things, the easier it will be to expand on those. And I don't mean doing you know, things that you have genuine phobias about and putting yourself into that state of complete fight or flight to the point where you aren't able to regulate yourself. It's about taking small steps. And one thing I also recommend is taking small steps in different areas of your life. So you might find it easier to go out of your comfort zone in your business, for example. If you're starting a business, you might feel super uncomfortable selling or sharing stuff on social media, and you're gently building that resilience and that neuroplasticity, you're building those new neural pathways, getting comfortable doing the uncomfortable things. But in other aspects of your life, you're staying in your comfort zone. For example, maybe there is an issue you're having with your friends or your partner, and you have a tendency to try and keep the peace by not actually bringing it up, even though you're harboring a lot of resentment. So that doesn't sound like it's the comfort zone, but it really is because the comfort zone doesn't always feel good. The comfort zone can feel familiar and 
safe, but it can still be a negative place if it's actually not serving you and your higher good, your higher purpose, or serving the people around you. So in this situation, to go out of the comfort zone would be to have a difficult conversation, a challenging conversation with your loved one, to actually air that dirty laundry and get it sorted rather than just pretending everything's okay so you can live in the bubble of your comfort zone. Maybe it's going to a yoga class. Like, you know, we always say in yoga, a lot of this is about getting comfortable being uncomfortable because you're coming into these challenging asana postures or using your, or in pranayama with breath work, or even in meditation, you're actually training yourself to calm yourself down when things are getting more challenging. And meditation is actually a fantastic way to develop a growth mindset because most people do find it challenging. I hear all the time like, oh, I can't meditate. My voice, you know, my head's too noisy. There's too many thoughts. And I'm like, that is literally the point. (laughs) That is literally the point. If you can sit with yourself with your thoughts, even for a couple of minutes, and you don't have to get an empty mind. That's what so many people think with meditation is that your mind is meant to be clear and that is not the case. If you can actually just observe your thoughts, allow them to pass through like clouds in the sky. And one thing, I feel like this has gone off a lot of tangents today, but hopefully you're hearing what you need to hear. One little tip as well, if you are that person who's trying to meditate and your just thoughts keep going and going and going. I heard this in a book, but I can't remember where. And it was the idea of allowing all these thoughts to come up, not even trying to stop them, but not allowing the same thought to come up again and seeing at what point you run out of thoughts. (laughs) And I tried it when I was feeling particularly anxious a few weeks ago. And then I realized that I actually wasn't thinking that many things. It was me replaying the same thoughts that was actually making me more anxious. And once I got to the point where I'd sort of exhausted all my thoughts, there was a a moment of calm. So anyway, that was a bit of a tangent about that. So how else can you build a growth mindset? Well, doing new things, getting out of your comfort zone, of course. Whether it's that difficult conversation, whether it's an ice bath, that's something I've been doing recently. And bloody hell, like, I know they are the craze at the moment, but rightly so. Like, there is nothing more confronting (laughs) than that feeling when you first get into an ice bath, even if you've done it a couple of times, because that first, you know, 15, seconds to a minute your whole body is just telling you you need to get out like you're like my my mind was like I did one yesterday and I actually thought that I was going to be okay because you know I'd done it before and I was like yeah it was good I remember how awesome I felt afterwards like I was focusing on how awesome I knew I would feel afterwards but when I got in my mind was absolutely screaming at me it was saying why did you think you were able to do this? This is so much worse than last time. You're probably going to faint. Just like completely, like you shouldn't have had the coffee this morning. Your heart rate's going to go too fast. Like this is a really bad idea. You need to get out, like actually screaming at me. And when you're able to start to like overcome those things, it really just, you're just building those connections in your brain and also building that self-trust in yourself 
of you're like, you know what? No, I can do these things. I can do these things. And ice baths might not be for you, but maybe it's turning your shower to the coldest setting for the last 30 seconds of your shower. In what small way can you push your comfort zone this week? I challenge you to do that. A little challenge for you. And we're always looking for those little 1% changes. The way that we do this sustainably is to make those small selective changes. We don't have to absolutely throw ourselves off the deep end and change every aspect of our life. But challenging ourselves in small ways, making these new neural connections in our brain, developing that anti-fragile, resilient mindset, it really is key to growth. And so I hope that's just inspired you a little bit. There were a few tangents there. Would love to know what you thought. And if you have listened all the way to the end, despite all those tangents, then one thing I do really want to mention is I have a group coaching course coming out very soon. I'm not giving you any more details yet, but it is around perfectionism and finding your purpose. So two massive, massive areas. And it really is a self-development course to get to know your authentic self and to start building the confidence to get out of your comfort zone. The wait list is going to open at the end of this week when this podcast goes live and we'll be starting towards the end of March. So if you know that that's you and you're like, oh, I'm already one in, then send me a message on Instagram at findingflowstate or sending me an email. The link will be in the show notes. And yeah, I can't wait for this. Like I'm pouring my absolute heart and soul into this course at the moment, but I'm just so excited to bring this to you. Like I know that this is what I am meant to be teaching and guiding people through and also creating a community of like-minded people who are on the same journey because that has been transformational for me is finding these small communities, virtual or in person. Because when we are moving through challenges, expanding our comfort zone, having that community around you of people who are doing the same thing, it's absolutely priceless. So anyway, that is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I can't wait to speak to you again on Authentic Imperfection. The Authentic Imperfection podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of the lands on which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders peoples today.